This talk was recorded by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church, as part of the 2022 Summer Training Project. For more information on Summer Training Project or Campus Outreach Minneapolis, visit cominneapolis.org. So um, I came on Summer Training Project my first summer was in 2009. I was here. I was in one of three. Which actually was one of six. I don't know why the numbers have to change, but it also I was one of six. And um, every morning on project, we studied First Peter of all books, and our theme was exiles. The whole thing. Lucas and I were on the same project together. Um, and I am a pastor's kid. Um, I grew up reading the Bible and did the Bible really well. But I would say that the habits that I developed of reading the Bible that summer and studying it. Um, have been, uh, as a Christian, one of the most helpful things that I've learned how to do in my entire life. And to this day, at the age of 31, 13 or 14 years later, I'd say that that stuff has really carried on with me. And so what we really want for you guys, if you are a Christian, what we really want for you guys is to read the Bible every day. If you didn't get anything out of any of the talks, but every single morning you are up reading the Bible with somebody, we would say that is a huge win. That's what we want for you guys. So um, I just, I cannot emphasize that enough. Like coming down this morning and seeing so many people out here reading the Bible was, I, I want that to be the entire summer. And all of us do. We want that for you guys. We think it's going to be the most impactful thing for you. So, so to do that, we want to get you appointed to First Peter. Thank you, Hannah. I appreciate that. Um, took a picture of me. Um, we want to get you coming with First Peter, and then we're going to talk about studying the Bible inductively. We're going to go more in depth in studying the Bible inductively on Friday during word training, but we want to give you a little bit of heads up now so that when you wake up tomorrow morning, you can just jump in. So, all right, so this is going to be two different things. The first is we are going to orient you to First Peter, and then we're going to talk about studying the Bible inductively. Um, the way they're going to orient you to First Peter is we're going to have you guys break up in groups of tables, I think, and chairs. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. And then we are going to um, read loudly and read through the entire book. Whoa. Whoa. It's, it's, it's only going to take you like 15 minutes to do. Um, so you're going to read through the entire book, and then when you're done reading through the entire book of First Peter, I want you in your t on your table just to s say things that stick out to you. What are things that you see, things that keep coming up over and over again in the letter, okay? So from beginning to end, you can read the letter. I don't care how you do it. One person can read the whole thing. You guys can take turns, whatever. But just break up and do that right now. All right, let's bring it together. So the reason we wanted you guys to read through the entire thing is because when Peter wrote it, he didn't write it with um, chapters and verses, and he didn't say, hey, read a couple of these sentences after I write this letter to you, and then come back the next day and, you know, read a couple more of them and try to figure out He's just writing a letter, and he wanted them to read the whole letter, and so it just really helps to be able to read the entire thing straight through. And so what we did is um, a short way to survey a book. You're just reading through the entire thing and looking for themes. And so I would love to hear... What are things that you guys picked up on in First Peter? And speak loudly. Yeah.
you know, suffering is a huge thing, and how that's we should we were just talking about that. How if you become a Christian, you should just expect you are going to suffer. This is not like it's not like you want a million dollars. You did in a significant way, but it doesn't feel like that. So yeah, what else? Yeah, yeah. So he there's a a theme throughout First Peter of how the present reality is a temporary reality. Like at the end of chapter one, he says, all flesh is like grass, right? And so everything's gonna fade away, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And, he, and then he says, but before that he says that you weren't ransomed with perishable things like gold and silver, which is funny because gold doesn't rust. So it's like one of the most imperishable things that we have on earth, and yet it's still perishable in comparison with Christ. Yeah, so um, when you suffer as a Christian, you can get at desires that you have for your life that may not be desires that God has for your life, right? And so who you should be as a Christian, you will realize in suffering that, you know, yeah, yeah, I see that in First Peter. Yeah. Someone raise their hand over here or they just want to fly away. Neither. All right. What else? What else do we see? Be subject is a phrase that's used several times in First Peter which is not something that people like to hear these days. We don't like to hear that. I don't like to hear that. But that is one. Yeah, what else? There's a few more, there's a few more big themes. I'm sure you guys saw some of these. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. So there's a lot of commands that he gives in First Peter. There's a lot of imperatives, things that he's saying, you should do this. And he always backs it up by saying, because this is what Christ did. This is who Christ is. This is why... Because of who Christ is, you can handle this. Every single time, he, he brings it back. That's a, that's a really big one. That is a really big one. Okay, why don't you guys get back at your table and um, noodle on this. If you had to tell somebody within a couple of sentences what First Peter is about, what would you say to them? All right, I did not give you guys much time, but I know, but we have a lot we want to go through with the inductive. I would love to hear with two souls give me what they would say. Now listen, as I just told that table, there's a lot of ways you can skin that cat. Who's heard that phrase before? A lot of want, thank you. There's a lot of different ways to skin that cat. So it's not like there's a right answer here. I mean if you say that it's about unicorns, then I would say you're wrong. But if you're talking about things in the book, then you're not there's no I'm not gonna judge. So the two people be willing to. Someone, someone be willing to share. My man, that was like, that was exactly my sentence, wasn't it? It was like real close. That was great, that was great. But hey, there are more than one way to skin that cat, so does anybody else have a different way they would say it? Any other brave soul would like to say? <laughs> that's great, that was great, yeah, but who else? No one else would say, yeah, but he didn't really talk about this, because in one sentence, I got that well. All right, here we go. And what it looks like to be a Christian in today's world. Yeah, that's right. And honestly, um, I think it's true in today's world, specifically in today's world. I think First Peter has a lot to say. So I'm really excited for you guys to treat this on. Um, I one thing I, I think is important to note is our theme is exiles. And so if I didn't say this, I would get fired. Um, the first sentence in the book says to elect exiles. You see that? And the last chapter, or sorry, the last paragraph in the letter says, to she who is at Babylon, greets you. And Babylon, he's not actually saying he's in Babylon. By that time, Babylon was a bunch of ruins. 
like it wasn't a city. He's saying that he's an exile, and so that theme is running throughout the entire thing. So that's important. All right, so we are going to transition. Does anybody see anything? Oh, okay, so we're going to transition to uh, tell me about the adaptive method. I have a little sheet that I'm going to hand out to all y'all. Henrik, can you come help me? Great, okay, everybody got one. Okay, so we are going to briefly walk through this cute little green card stock that I printed out for you. Um, before we do, though, I just want to introduce you to the inductive method if you haven't done it before. So, here's how I'm going to do it. Um, the inductive method has three different parts to it. And this right here is a checklist. The inductive method is not only a checklist, but I'm just trying to help you not feel overwhelmed. So the goal of using this is just, just go straight through the thing and you're going to be doing it. So um, there's three parts to it. There's observation. I don't know if you see this on your little sheet. Observation. And then there's interpretation. And then the last one is application. Okay, so observation, you're asking what does it say? Just simply, what does it say on the page? With interpretation, you're asking, what does this mean? How does this connect to everything else in the letter? And then with application, you're saying, what do I do with it? Okay? So, you do this actually naturally. I don't need to teach you how to do this. I just need to teach you how to do this responsibly. You do this naturally. You actually do it. And I'll, I'll prove it to you. So, what is this? Can you guys see my notebook? What have I drawn on it? A dot. A dot. That's right. Okay, now, what if I drew this. What is that? Two dots. Two dots. Now, if you connected them, what would they be? A line. A line. All right. Now, let's say that I do another one right here. What do we got going on? Three dots. Three dots. And if I connect them? A triangle. Okay. Now, hold on. Hold on. This is going to get real intense. Thank you. Thank you. All, right. All right. Okay. Now, what is it? What is it? An elephant. It is not an elephant. It's kind of hard to say. I didn't speak clearly. Chris, what is it? It's not. It's, an it, it's not an elephant. It's a, it's a hammer. It's a hammer. Now I suck at drawing. All right. Okay. Sue me. I was a music major, not an art major. All right. Now listen. Here's the point. Okay. The point is not that I suck at drawing. You, know, you couldn't see it under a tent at night. The point is this: your mind naturally connects dots. God created us to do that. You are naturally always interpreting the world around you. I didn't, if I said if I connected two, what do I get? You said, I, you got a line. And if I, when I had three, you have a triangle. So the problem is, though, what I wanted to draw the entire time was a hammer, but you only had three dots, so you saw a triangle. So in order to get the hammer picture, you have to be responsible and do your homework. To do the homework, you have to do a ton of observation to collect it. So observation is collecting the dots. Interpretation is connecting the dots, and application is saying, what do you do with it? If it's Zach's picture, we throw it away, because it's a terrible drawing. But that's neither here nor there, okay? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay, so what we're trying to do is to teach you how to think responsibly, how to be critical thinkers. Instead of, you, all of you are capable of being good thinkers. Every one of you is. God created every one of you to be good thinkers. But it takes work to become a good critical thinker because you have to do the homework. So, so pull this out. I'm just going to go over this briefly together, okay? In fact, hold on. Oh, we got time. All right, so here's what we're going to do. At your table, for the next five minutes, 
I want you guys to go through the observation, okay, on today's verses, okay, just for five minutes. Try and cook through it as fast as you can, okay? Just cook through it and then you know, come back together and I'll answer questions you have about it. All right, let's come together. I know I didn't give you that much time. So let me, uh, uh, did you guys do observation? Yeah? Okay, did, did anybody get all the way through it? No, yeah, of course not, of course not. Okay, um, yeah, because you did that, you know, I should have explained this a little bit first. Write the text out. I'm just gonna go all through each one of these. Write the text out. That is, I, I like to write the text out. It's a mnemonic device to help me remember, and in my own time, at home, anytime that I'm studying the Bible inductively, I always write it out. For some reason, later on in the day, I'm still thinking about it if I write it out, and I don't always remember it if I didn't write it out. So, I like to write the text out. The second one that says write out questions, you don't have to write out questions, like all of your questions, before you move on to the third one. That's more like a, while you're doing observation, the entire time you're doing it, anytime the question, just write it down. Does that make sense? The second one is like the entire time you're doing that. Third one is asking other people questions. That's self-explanatory. Fourth one, cause and effect, comparison, contrast, repeated words. So cause and effect is, it's, is something happening in the text because of something else? Or is something in the text causing something else to happen? Comparison, contrast is saying, is he comparing two similar ideas? Is he trying to, like, you are straying like sheep. He is comparing us to sheep, what we were like, right? Or um, uh, contrast in verse 13 of chapter 1 he says as obedient children do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance he's contrasting obedient children and you being conformed to the passions of your former ignorance does that make sense? it's just really clear it's a grand text so it's contrasting and then repeated words are literally just anything that's repeated just write it down it's a dot collect it um, look for commands and promises and then there's a passage about God there's a passage about man Great, okay. So that's observation. Honestly, in the morning, so what we're gonna do is on Friday, we're gonna go way more in depth into this in Bible study training. In fact, we're gonna spend about an hour trying to go through observation and interpretation together. So you're gonna have a ton of time to do this. And what I don't wanna do is make you feel really overwhelmed by all of this. Um, what we wanted to do is just give you a little bit of an intro now of how to do it so that the next few days you guys could do it um, in the morning, okay? so. If you guys have any questions about this, you're like, this does not make sense, come find me. Even when you're in the Bible, you can come find me and ask me questions about it, or find any of the staff. And if they don't have questions about it, we can ask me um, about what I was trying to say. So, um, I think that that would be all that we do. Do observation, interpretation, connecting the dots. What I would say is, if you get, to, like, at the end of your time, if you're like, oh, crap, we got five minutes and I gotta get to work, what I would say is, Stop doing observation, move to interpretation, and just do one of them. And what I am not saying is that interpretation is gospel truth, and that's like what actually the verse is saying. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you've got to be okay with having unfinished products, because most of the time we're going to have unfinished products. Write an interpretation of like, based off of what I know right now, this is what I think it's saying. And then go talk about it with people when you get to work. And then you can come back and you can collect more dots later, okay? And the application is self-explanatory as well. Just pick one of them, okay? We will do way more of this, but I do not want to overwhelm you, and my throat is hurting, so we shall be done. Let me pray. Father, um, 
thoughts. I pray that you would use First Peter to transform our lives. I pray that we would see Jesus very clearly in it. I pray that we would be in awe of who you are, just like the Swiss Alps. They are so grand and beautiful and awe-inspiring. I pray that you would give us that kind of awe when we look at the Bible and see you. And I pray that all of these students here would, um, reading the Bible would be infectious for them. They would want to do it, and they would want to share with other people how to enjoy the history of the Bible. So would, would you make that happen this summer? And would, um, would you make it happen so that students would walk away from some training project and say, I read the Bible 20 years later every single day because I did it on a project, and I saw how beneficial it was. Would you please work it in that way, God? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the 2022 Summer Training Project hosted by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church. Please feel free to share this message with others, but please don't charge, edit, or alter the content in any way without the written permission of Campus Outreach Minneapolis.